Thomas and Skyline for bringing us all here today. And thank you everyone for being here uh, and giving up your own time too. I mean, how good is Queenstown? Woo! What do you expect to happen? The best tourist town in New Zealand. We debate over. We can just go home now. Uh, there are remarkable slopes, beautiful lakes, bungee jumping, jet boating, and vineyards. We even drink the best wine in New Zealand. But that's not all. For me, the most remarkable thing about Queenstown is the people's spirit. New Zealand has been through a lot in these past two years, being locked away from the rest of the world, being closed off from the world. Businesses, in particular tourist businesses, have done it tough. But there are not many Kiwis who have been hit this hard by restrictions that have come from a politician standing behind a podium of proof that would then give up their own podium to another politician. So well done, Queenstown. And we'll at least act, you know, we're interested in reducing political interference in your life and not adding to it. So you should be safe here today. Uh, the Queenstown spirit of giving it your all, striving for success and never giving up is hard-coded into the DNA of the people in this room and in this town. I think often of the gold tanners that were here in the early days and they made Queenstown home. Often they do a, a hard day's yard, you know, making a lot of work, but seeing a lot of, seeing little reward. But they brush it off at the end of the day, wake up again, and keep going. And today it's hotels, hospitality, and adventure sport operators. Many more people who are getting up every day facing those same challenges, facing skill shortages but they still have that drive to keep going and build back better. And that's what makes Queenstown a great town. And we'll see this town thrive for many years to come. You know, I was just reading in a newspaper the other day and it said that Mark Rose, uh, the chief executive of one of the hotels here, has been making beds uh, and helping out in the kitchen. And that's the spirit that we see, uh, not just in hotels, but throughout the economy down here in Queenstown. The NZ ski chief, um, Paul Anderson has been helping out in the rental department uh, up in the ski fields. I'm sure there are many people here who've got that same story. And we need to be realistic about COVID. Get rid of those restrictions that are holding us back. We should move. Get rid of the COVID restrictions. Get rid of the traffic lights completely. These rules don't make sense. They're holding us back and they're making New Zealand less attractive as a tourist destination. And we should get rid of those week-long uh, household isolation requirements too. Uh, but this is something that's been facing the whole country, not just Queenstown. So while we're at it, why don't we open the borders to tourists now rather than at the end of this month? I want to share a few stories about Queenstown. Now, there was a young girl who woke up at the crack of dawn, uh, put on all of her ski gear, her helmets, and, and waddled to the, the shuttle, uh, making sure that she had everything with her for the day. And uh, she went up to the mountain, shared hot chips with her brothers, uh, managed to land a great snowball on her dad, um, and felt that constant sway of the chairlift that took her up to another exhilarating few minutes coming back down the slope. Skip a few years ahead. Now she's staying in a backpack. You know, it's, it's the cheapest that she can find 
uh, the counter, the exorbitant price of the wedding gift that she bought for a wedding in Queenstown. And uh, she's exploring the walking track that like Moe and like Hayes. Uh, and she's kept enough money aside to third burger in a couple of years. And that's it. Skip forward again. And that same girl is back in Queenstown with a friend, jet boating, enjoying the beautiful lake views, able to enjoy the wonderful restaurants, bringing wine home to the family, and new dresses for herself. And it's a magical New Year's Eve. Now, if you didn't quite get it, those are personal stories of mine. Uh, and I have loved coming to Queenstown. Uh, it is a beautiful place to visit because there's something here for everybody at every stage of life and at every season. There are not many towns in New Zealand that attract people not only in winter, but also in summer. And it's just remarkable at every time of the year. There's something for the backpacker, for the family, uh, for the retirees just wanting to go and get a nice wine with their friends. Uh, there's something for the wine tour, for the weddings, for partying, for relaxing. There's even something for networking and business conferences. Here out in New Zealand, do you have a bit of chance of waiting in line at Voodoo Cafe and bumping into a property developer that you met in Auckland, an accountant and a lawyer that you met in Christchurch, uh, or anybody else uh, that you know? You know, I even on the way here saw my sister-in-law's best friend. Uh, who is also down for the school holidays. And so, I just want to ask, incidentally, how many people here aren't actually from Queenstown? How many people have come from somewhere else? Exactly, my point exactly. What a fantastic town to visit and explore. Queenstown has a thriving business and entrepreneurial scene. Once again, it's not just the beautiful scenery that attracts investment, it's the spirit and the culture of the people here. I just wish more of our pesky politicians, not myself included, from Wellington could see it, feel it, and want to actually nurture it. So hard work and aspiration can grow in this country. And Queenstown and the rest of New Zealand can really flourish. But instead, the government forgets some result and it forgets the positive vision for the future. Instead, it picks Brings the people up against each other, divides Kiwi against Kiwi, focuses on identity rather than productivity, and hopes to forget about everything else. In the meantime, we know the ingredients to productivity, capital investment, skilled people, an entrepreneurial culture, good infrastructure, and a regulatory system that work. Unfortunately, we can do better in those areas, but those are problems that face all of New Zealand. And with Queenstown, we know that we have the entrepreneurial spirit. We've got the great infrastructure that can be even better with Act Party's GST sharing scheme. That's enough of the political stuff. Um, but otherwise, I think we have to do better as a country because we are a pretty island nation. But I want yeah. Queenstown and New Zealand not just to be a place where people come, but where people come and stay and with people return. So the issues that face Queenstown face all New Zealanders. We've got to get smarter for growth and innovation. <coughs> but this debate is about Queenstown. And once again, I just repeat, how good is How good is Queenstown? It's a magnificent place to visit. 
It can be even better for skilled Kiwis and migrants to make home. It can be better for people to come and return and make those connections, not just New Zealanders coming and seeing all their friends and family from around the country in Queenstown, but for people around the world to come and return and see their friends and family from around the world. Uh, in conclusion, I think it's the best tourist town. It's a jewel in the Pacific, and I'm so happy to be here to share it. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Lovely to hear Rob's memories of the seafields. Uh, I think that her memories of the seafields were on the sugar bowl gelatin and straw worms, because that would be quite a different story. Well, I'm told that our Ricardo's wouldn't really get to one down there and have to stop it for a wee while and we sit this one back and forth. It also sounds like Rob would be like and volunteering to come and help uh, in different areas and she would like around the, around the region. Our first speaker on the negative side, please welcome the Gene Lopaka and Amy's Tours Influence. So, the argument. I don't think there's really any argument to be made about Queenstown's contribution to GDP. 1.1 billion for the South Island. A lot of people come to New Zealand just for Queenstown as a drawcard. And the people that do so, on average, spend about three times more than any other visitor. So no argument to be made economically. However, if Queenstown is not able to provide that exemplary visitor experience, those economic benefits are going to be completely lost. Queenstown, as it stands today, has a number of challenges, as I'm sure you're all aware, those of you that live in Queenstown. So they really need addressing, in my view, before Queenstown can be regarded as a jewel in tools of the crown. Number one, property value growth. You might think that it's not a tourism issue, but unfortunately it is. Brooke kindly touched on skilled workers. Yes, granted, this is a national problem, but in Queenstown it's even more of an issue because people don't know where they live. It's not affordable for them to come to Queenstown to work, therefore they're not going to come back here. Number two, roading infrastructure. Coming in in the cab last night was a really interesting ride, and even the taxi driver had a really good rant about the roading infrastructure. Studies show that approximately 50% of visitors to Queenstown come by air, and then they'll hire a car to get around because there's a little bit of a lack of public transport. Jim did a great job of introducing the $1 bus, which is fantastic at the moment for people, but the fact of the matter is, there's no parking in town. 50% of your visitors are on a car, so how are they gonna get around the city? And also, on average, the annual traffic growth in Queenstown is three times higher than any other region in New Zealand, which is not sustainable for future growth. There's also lots of planned retail, tourism and residential developments going in in Queenstown, so how is that infrastructure going to cope with even more visitors and people coming into the region? 
Perhaps one of the most important issues for me with Queenstown is the lack of cultural offerings in terms of that tourism experience for the visitor. And there's not enough local amenities, green spaces, parks, recreational areas to hold any cultural events or larger events. And then the environment. So unchecked tourism growth can lead to huge negative impacts, loss of local identity and values. Queenstown is perceived by its local communities, I spoke in far too much on visitor growth and has done in the past as well. 93% of New Zealand residents as a whole love tourism, but as a contrasting value, 76% of Queenstown residents think there's been too much of a focus on visitor volume in the past. So unconstrained growth for the future is going to impact negatively on your local. It was recently pointed out that focusing on visitor growth alone would lead, lead to devastating consequences for the natural environment, which has led to obviously initiatives like the tourism levy um, and future strategic plans such as the tourism operations put together and destination management plans at the moment. And this quote is from a New Zealand Herald article that was written just before COVID. We need to consider how tourism can protect the environment while enhancing the well-being of New Zealanders, both those working in the tourism industry and those living in the places that tourists like to visit. So, as a bit of a conclusion, being known as the adventure capital of the world doesn't automatically qualify Queenstown to be the jewel in New Zealand's tourism crown. Some of you might be thinking that a lot of the things I've referenced our impacts for the local communities are not necessarily a reflection of whether or not Queenstown is the jewel in New Zealand's tourism crown. However, to be the jewel in New Zealand's tourism crown, you need to be providing an exemplary visitor experience, which also benefits your local community and the environment in which we operate, and not just economically. So I'll end with this extract from a similar report to the one I began with. Queenstown itself is seen as becoming less connected to the needs and experiences of the local residents, which undermines the feeling of authenticity and the sense of belonging. This also heavily impacts the authenticity of the experience for international visitors. And for me, that's why Queenstown is not the jewel of New Zealand's tourism crown. And as a safety video for Air New Zealand said, it's not Queenstown, it's New Zealand. Thank you very much, Steve. There was a couple of rules on the end of the hour. Oh. How are you doing? I never enjoyed this so far. We all know this is not the brightest on the end of it. We're all good. Yeah, a few nods. Right, yeah, let's jump back to the affirmative and welcome Martin P, the director of South Pacific Pride and the Queensland with Pride Festival up to the stage. Martin. It is um, really fantastic to be here and when I got on the plane in Auckland this morning it was 16 degrees at 6am and so it's definitely winter um, and it's my favourite season and um, what's really awesome about being in this room is um, everyone in this room is actually a critical part of what makes Queenstown the jewel in New Zealand's tourism crown. Because what Eve said in terms of all of the things that are problems with Queenstown are actually all able to be solved by everyone here. What we can't do in the North Island, in Auckland, or in Rotorua, or 
Putney or anywhere else is we can't do this. Right? We can't do this. And Jacinda Ardern uses the term the sniff test. And when I think of the sniff test, I think of Rotorua. Rotorua smells like shit and yes, it does smell like shit. How many people in the room, if we were in Rotorua right now, would have put up their hand saying, I'm not from Rotorua but I chose to move here? Is anyone from Rotorua? You know, Bob, you're here, aren't you? You're not here. So, I think that the sniff test when it comes to what makes Queenstown the jewel in the crown of tourism in New Zealand is the fact that we are all here, and nearly all of you, myself, and I'm also case study one, I live in Auckland, but I did move here, I'll give my story shortly, is that we all chose to move here. And we chose to move here because of two things. And I'm going to put on my diversity and inclusion hat, because that's what I do. I have a little rainbow, because I'm rainbow, and you were talking about crowns, and I'm a queen. <laughs> and so I know a lot about crowns, and I know a lot about jewels. <laughs> <laughs> and that has a lot to do with Queenstown, because Queenstown has the largest winter pride festival in the southern hemisphere, right here, and yes, we're back on this year. And guess why we have it here? Because there's nowhere else in New Zealand that could do it as well as Queenstown. Not just... Diversity and inclusion, right? It's because of diversity of experiences. I did lots of Googling. I'm not, I don't know fuck all about tourism, right? But I did lots of Googling. And it was like, Queenstown is rated consistently one of the friendliest cities in the world. Queenstown is on everyone's bucket list. Queenstown has been, it was voted the only city in New Zealand, the only city in New Zealand, in the top 50 most beautiful cities in the world. So, you know what, Google has told us that Queenstown is the jewel in the tourism crown of New Zealand because people don't come to New Zealand to go to Rotorua. <laughs> so diversity matters, diversity of experiences. Um, I mean, Stephen's the expert of everything tourism, but when I look up, tourists want adventure, they want experience. And so we can go to East Point. One, we can be up the mountain, we can be at the vineyards, we can be paddleboarding on the lake. I came to Queenstown for 20 years in a row as a tourist. And that was because it was my favorite place to go. And I am a grand case study sample of one. But I bloody guarantee that all of you are in the same boat. And everyone else who comes here thinks the same thing. And guess what? I then chose to move here. And so I think the test the sniff test for Queenstown. Who's in real estate here? You're in real estate. How many tourists come to Queenstown and go to open homes and think about moving here? Yes, Aucklanders can afford it. People from Sydney can bloody afford it. That's a lie. Queenstown is not unaffordable. Queenstown is affordable if you come from Greyland like I do. My house is worth three times the average house price here and I live in a shitbox. <laughs> so, house prices in Queenstown are not an issue. And guess what? Tourists don't care about that because tourists 
want to dream. They want to dream and think about living somewhere unimaginable. And guess what? You can do that here. Queensland's not unimaginable. This is real. It is real NZ. <laughs> I've been hiking up Queensland Hill and then I'm like, fuck, it's only 3 o'clock. <laughs> in Auckland, by 3 o'clock, you're like, I haven't even got to the grocery store. I can't get to the gym because there's no parking. And like, I've seen a move back to Queenstown. And the weather's shit. The other thing is, in Queenstown, the weather is amazing. The biggest secret that New Zealanders don't know about Queenstown is it has the best weather in the country. You know the thing that they miss the most about living here? is the weather. And then the people. But, but let's talk about inclusion. You know what, all the research I did about tourists, tourists actually do want the adventure, but they travel because of places where they feel like they belong. Here tangata, here tangata, here tangata. It is the people, it is the people, it is the people. That is why people come, that people come here for this, but the reason they choose to stay is because of the people. And all of the issues that Eve pointed out can be addressed by the people. Yeah? And we can do that, and we can do that, do that together. And I absolutely know you bloody will before Winter Pride because you better, because there are people getting on planes from all corners of the world again to come to the only place in New Zealand that can shine that jewel in the crown, put a rainbow cape on, and put on a Pride Festival like nowhere else in this country. Do you know that Winter Pride is the largest destination Pride Festival in New Zealand? Do you want to get on planes to go to Hamilton Pride? <laughs> I mean, really. People want to get on planes to go to Auckland Pride. Aucklanders go to Auckland Pride. People get on planes. We want people who come from Paris and New York and London and everywhere, even this year, not many. That is a problem, but that's a New Zealand problem. Those people who are getting on planes to come to New Zealand are only getting on planes to come to Queenstown. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> How many, and then the other statistic, the two more statistics I'm going to leave you with before Rachel gives me the red card. Am I up? Oh, I didn't see you not doing the timer. Two more things. Okay, there is the, there is the aeroplane photo test. On the way down, I'm like, how many other towns in the world do people literally make the fucking plane tip over on one side because they're all trying to take photos? Nowhere else in the world except Queenstown. So that is a piece of data that's really important. <laughs> and the other piece of data is the ACC data about how many people have accidents taking selfies. And I bet you, who works for ACC? I bet you this town has more people having fucking accidents, falling over, trying to take photos of mouthfuls behind them than any other town in this country. That's because there's more things to take photos of because it is the most beautiful place in New Zealand to visit. That is me, I'm Martin King, and enjoy the rest of your life. We've got a new town, so I'm doing Queenstown better than Huntley. I think this is the message to the real side one. And actually, Martin, for stats for you, our fourth best land in the world, apparently. 
the fourth most beautiful landing in the world is what we've been quoted for the last few years in a row. Fourth. Oh, shut up, that's a blazing island. No, well, we can't make it more pretty. People have to paint their roofs study colours. Righto, our next person on the negative side, please welcome Mark Fru, the GEO of Great South. Um, 
I don't want you to get tied up in the semantics of what I'm talking about. I want you to understand the thinking. Let's jump into 2050. Why in 2050? Is because there is one vision in New Zealand that is well articulated, and that is that of a predator-free New Zealand, getting rid of our pests and threats for our fauna and fauna. The first successful pest we got rid of was Minister of Tourism. The, uh, they've been searching for the tourism environment, so we got rid of them. In the early 2020s, Queensland had started to realise um, that to survive and thrive, there had to be wider collaboration. Queensland was no longer the jaw. We needed to learn to coexist in the tourism system um, that prior to the mid 2020s hadn't, hadn't delivered for our community and what the community wanted. We needed innovation diversity, double people. By 2050, we got rid of ridiculous small regional local councils. You don't care, Jimmy will leave anyway, so. They didn't work and we embraced the wider, a wider regional vision. It was full of thinking because Queenstown was no longer the jewel in New Zealand's tourism crown. From south of the Waitaki River to Rakiura, there were clear synergies as a region that we could all take advantage of. As Highlander country, for the last 10 years leading up to 2050, both the men's, women, and rainbow teams had cleaned up the comp. In 2050, we were linked by great infrastructure. In the past, so many times, in the past, so many times, we talked about building things. What did we want? We talked and talked and talked. And all that was left was empty pinot bottles. But um, just a reminder, during the weekend, I talked to a, um, a good friend of mine that had come down from Shanghai. And he spent, um, he spent three days in, in, in Queenstown, which turned into a week. They're not doing something, they're not doing that bad, are they? The, um, and, uh, but he drove up the remarks, and he absolutely shat himself. And he said, why do you expose us to driving up the remarks? Where's the gondolas? Well, you know, the, um, we've talked about them, we can put them in. And that also reminded me of the sea transport. I remember driving up there back in the day, and um, I had an American guy sitting in the, you know, the old, used to be a spare seat bike driver across the engine bay. He was, uh, he was sitting there next to me, we got up to the flats up, top of the remarks there, and he was kind of gone a little bit white. And he just been back with way earlier about his adventure the day and how he'd done things. And he looked at me and he goes, Son, I've been jeeping all over the world, but I've never been jeeping in a bus. And the, uh, we were in the adventure tourism capital. In 2015, we had a strong and valued workforce, immigration settings that made sense. People wanted to come. Sure, not everybody could live in Queenstown, where a uh, million dollar views now cost $10 million. And sorry, that's the rate of the carbon joke from way back with inflation. Uh, we invented communityism. Um, was where the uh, communities lead, lead our values. They drove what we wanted. Um, in 2050, many people working in Monica, Queenstown, and Cromwell lived in sustainable communities, one wing tariffs on a parcel of land that was once the site of an Elton Seed International Airport. Melbourne Townsend, named after the former Christchurch CEO, uh, whose idea it was, was linked by driverless transports that ran down central railway systems, guided back and forth between our our regional towns. Monorails linked us to the need on the Yeah, not exactly new thinking, but we actually built them. By 2050, we housed people in comfortable living and inspiring communities, places for people with meaningful, well-paid jobs and the red sea flag. Um, we had food systems, we also needed to feed our people. We had food systems across the Moka from Waitaki South to help keep our communities healthy. We were the first region that outlawed KFC and Mattress. Bluff oysters, salmon, crayfish, best pinots, succulent venison, regenerative agriculture, grains grown for humans, not animals, non-protein meats. But these all didn't come from Queensland, the jewel and the tourism crown. 
came from the water region. Don't sit here. We had learned to go blue before we went green, realizing we're missing in particular our waterways and our oceans. We had no chance on the land. Three waters have become five, six, seven waters. Real New Zealand embraced, underwent change, embraced virtual reality and had its 20th rebranding. It rebranded itself Unreal New Zealand. <laughs> the electric flagship vessel, the ES, Stephen England Hall, plied Where does the Milton sound? Ernie was still there, but powered by biomass boilers. Queenstown had grown up and realised the power of wide regional partnerships. Queenstown is not the jewel in New Zealand's tourism crown, but Queenstown had become a jewel in the crown of jewel. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Mark, and hopefully this uh, vision comes true. We do need a monorail at some point. The Simpsons fans in the room. But we'll all have the same song for last three the year of the whole town, the meeting, singing Monterey and dancing around. Wait, you ask me what you were thinking about? Good, 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 good. Radio, our fun speaker of the feminine side from Unreal New Zealand, which is what we're going to record it from now on. CEO, Stephen Eden Hall, give her our applause. Before I jump in my speech, I've got two questions. Uh, how long have I got? Ten minutes. Before we go back to the affirmative, I just want to acknowledge uh, the counter briefly. Um, Eve, fantastic to be here. Again, chose to plan to come here, spend your time. Frankly, this is all this is not the place to be. Um, so thank you for that, that's very great. Uh, and I think like, the stats are amazing. And, like, like most of us know, will know that 72% of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> uh, it might be 81%, can't remember, but nonetheless, stats do tell a story. Um, Mark, again, great to come, great to have you up here today. You know, obviously, you can't stay away. That's what I heard. <laughs> Tried to leave, come back. Tried to leave again, came back. I don't think you'll be long down there, mate. I think you'll be back here in no time. Um, the comments made earlier by my two uh, co-debaters here, Martin uh, and Brooke, I think they kind of tell the whole story. What I took away from Brooke's opening remarks is it doesn't matter who's in power, Queenstown will journey on. It will continue to have an energy and a life force and a beauty and a beauty of people and be a place that draws others from all around the world, not just us, but all New Zealand. Gonna stay here forever. Enduring place. Full of enduring promise. Like potential, right? In fact, I was thinking about potential earlier. I was talking to someone out in the queue for food um, about potential, and there's quite a few potential future mayors in the room, I think, as well. So I think that this place is full of potential, right? That's what it is. It's the potential, it's hope. It's the kind of place people come to because they dream about a better like, world or a better destination or a better place from where they come from and they fall in love and they come back. Or they tell their friends about it. But what they're actually talking about is future potential. Because where they come from and why they choose to come here is because where they come from doesn't reflect that potential. That potential only sits here in this place. And that's quite remarkable. 
I just stopped using my food. But it's incredible, right? It's an incredible thought that people come here from all over the world and drawn to the energy and power of this place because of what it affords them. They take a little bit with them and they go. It refills their cup of life. But that's pretty awesome. One of the reasons I choose to come here. Right? Because there's something about this place that's spiritually uplifting. It's not just the beauty, it's the, the energy. Do you know, when I was at Toronto, New Zealand, we spent millions of dollars trying to convince people not to come here. <laughs> it's true. Right? We did. Jim knows this is true. The guys at DQ will know this is true too. Uh, it's called regional dispersal. Some of you may have heard of it. It's actually been a government policy since about 1847. Uh, it's not new, but it's really hard to execute. Unfortunately, the spiciness. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Hamilton. Sorry, Hamilton. But it's incredible to think. I always think about that. You know, we used to get challenged by the sets in the committee hearings and things like that about what are we doing to get other places to benefit from tourism. And it's like, well, everything we can that's humanly possible, but it's not working that well. <laughs> Why? Because this place has enormous draw. It is the jewel. I always think of New Zealand as a crown. The whole country is a crown. Because you can't just have a jewel lying on the floor. It has to be supported and held up so the light can shine on it. It has to be pointless otherwise. Otherwise it's just a rock. <laughs> so Queenstown is that jewel. And it was that jewel and it will forever be that jewel. So long as we continue to love it. You have to continue to love it and embrace it and welcome people here, share this place, share its beauty, share its story, share its energy, so that it can continue to flourish and thrive. And I think we can do that. I think we all can do that. But every country in the world has a jewel, right? Well, most do. I haven't thought of what Australia's is yet, but we've done it. But most places, maybe it's us. Maybe we are the Jewel of Australia's crown too. <laughs> but they all have a beautiful place. There's always a place you want to go, right? Think about a country. If you go to France, probably go to Paris. If you go to Italy, you go to Rome. Maybe Pisa. Pisa which way you mean. But this isn't an initial comment, isn't it? But the, the thought that springs to mind, by the way, Rachel, I can't, I'm standing right here so I can't see the numbers, I can't see the sign. Okay, thank you. Um, but you know, every place has a jewel, every destination, every country has a place to go, but Queenstown is really, really special. Everywhere we go around the world, people know about Queenstown. They don't go, man, really want to go to Ekinahuna. In fact, it's really hard to even get to go to all of them. I will leave a stat on the table, which you can check later. But 78% of people who arrive in Auckland leave the same day. I thought. I was waiting for that. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like, it's, that, that's incredible. Ask Malcolm Jones, you see, of Christchurch Airport, and it's quite an interesting insight to behaviour. 
They see the, the, the place they're going to is New Zealand and where they want to get to is Queenstown. Let's go through whatever gateway they can to get there. That's pretty awesome. That's really powerful. And that's what we have to make up. Right? That's real. It's part of the global story of this place. And that is beautiful. And we've got to keep that going. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Up, isn't it? But where to from here? Obviously, we've got another speaker for the anti Queenstown Brigade over here on the left. I'm looking forward to those comments. But on behalf of my colleagues over here on the right, on my right, all there, it's been a pleasure to talk about this beautiful place. It is truly, truly magnificent. And I reckon one of the reasons this place hosts the festival. And the, and the people and the visitors and there's so much demand, whether it be housing or plate work or opportunity, is because of the spirit of the place. The energy here is truly extraordinary. It is a jewel. It is in New Zealand's crown. It made Australia do <laughs> Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. That's it. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, you'll be pleased to know that Ekatuna has been a selling point. It is the place in New Zealand that bought the old giant kiwi that used to be on the top of the kiwi bacon factory, where the factory closed down, and they repainted it, and it sits on their main street. It's about an hour north of Masterton, if you would like to go. Um, it's, a, it's a drive. Um, don't buy a part of the big It didn't go well last time. That was 10 years ago, but yeah, it's still nasty memories. Right, now warm up your voting gigs. After we've uh, had our final speech, we need you to vote on which side you think actually won the debate. Right, just to really give them a trial by fire. You're right, right. Just to really give them a trial by fire. So start having to think about that now as we put our hands together and welcome our final speaker for the negative side today. Comedian Big Rado. Uh, listen, it's, uh, my name is Nick Rado. It's been a dream of mine uh, to come to Queenstown and tell you how it's not the jewel. And uh, <laughs> New Zealand's tourism crown for quite some time. <laughs> Finally, they've booked me uh, and I get my opportunity to do this in front of you. Uh, so, this is perfect. This is exactly how I mentioned it would be. Uh, first of all, Stephen, uh, thank you for your kind words. Uh, you were talking about uh, energy, hope, and potential. Uh, that certainly is the slogan for Queenstown's infrastructure plan uh, for the last few years, uh, leaning heavily on hope, uh, which is great. So thanks for bringing that up, Mark. Uh, my good friend, Mark, obviously, uh, yeah, confirming the facts that we need to sort of look to the future and uh, build on that, and I just think that that's such a, a great thing to, to mention and to say. Um, but also as well, um, uh, Brock, you were saying that uh, you had that regard that amazing story about the New Zealand ski chief, uh, you know, digging in, helping out, making beds, proving once and again uh, that Queenstown is very, very short of workers. Um, you shouldn't have a New Zealand ski chief doing those jobs. Eve <laughs> um, talking about uh, high property prices. Well, it is. It's, you know, I mean, I couldn't think of a more picturesque uh, place to default on my mortgage. Uh, 
sitting down with the bank manager that's behind you. I can just picture it now. It would definitely take the edge off. Um, very good. Martin. You, you spoke well, my friend. I uh, don't know if you guys heard in his two-hour rally that uh, <laughs> he talked that uh, <laughs> that Queenstown holds a, man, a, a fantastic pride uh, event here, and uh, it needs to be here. It really does need to be here because uh, the parade is the only form of public transport <laughs> that is here. So you have to walk and you have to do it enthusiastically. <laughs> Otherwise, you will freeze to death. <laughs> um, he was, yeah, he was talking a lot, a lot of stuff, and uh, there was a lot of statistics there. Um, and I, I, I tried to write some of them down. Um, but what Queenstown does very well, and uh, they, 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 Queenstown basically, it, it gives sexy names to problems. Um, basically is what I've found out since I've been here. Sexy names of problems. The TSS Earnshaw, the great giant paddle steamer. For my mind, that just means that you haven't invested in a decent ferry service since 1912. <laughs> but you palm it off as tourism. <laughs> it's actually genius. Uh, the city, uh, the gondola. Uh, fantastic gondola. Just says to me that you didn't think about roading. Uh, the Frankton Road says to me you didn't think about roading. <laughs> and the bypass that's going in says to me we're fine to think about roading, but it's a bit late. <laughs> the fact you guys call Freedom Campers Freedom Campers. Everywhere else in the world, they're homeless people. <laughs> Stop giving them really fancy names. <laughs> trying to stop, stop selling, uh, trying to sell everything. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna. There's a couple of things I want to point out, uh, and I'm not too sure if I'm going to be invited back. <laughs> so just bear with me. Uh, if Queenstown, Queenstown is not the jewel of the New Zealand tourism crown, uh, because you would have other cities wanting to copy it if it was. So there's not like a seedier, tackier version of Queenstown in Las Vegas. Like they haven't built that. There's no like spinning gondola cup ride in Disneyland. It's not, that's just not what happens. It's like, if other, if this was such a great place, other people would want to franchise it. But Queenstown, why are you afraid to franchise yourself? What are you, Ferg Burger? When it comes to franchising, Queenstown isn't even the jewel in the paper crown of Burger King. It's going to be a long gondola ride home. <laughs> okay, you're not going to like that next track then. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, I... I'm not going to take up too much of your time. This is because um, I literally have to run away from here. 
Um, what I can agree with on both sides is this. Uh, I feel like Queenstown is a fantastic place, uh, but let's be honest. Hypothetically speaking, say Queenstown is the jewel of the crown of New Zealand tourism, what is the point? What is the point when we haven't opened it up to the rest of the world? What's the point in having a crown if we just keep it in the palace and it's locked up, okay? So what my thinking is, is yes, we open it up and we get people around and we get people to come here and see it. But my big point and our team's point is, there's no point in being the jewel in the crown if the cabinet is going to break at any minute. <laughs> we need to fix the palace, we need to invest in locals, we need to invest in the future. And that is what we want to, on the negative side, to say at the end of this. Yes, we have potential. Yes, we need to look after the locals and then the tourists will come. One day you'll be the jewel, but not today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Nick. Give all of our debates another round of applause and a fantastic talk today.